back on another episode of the MT Sports Show. Our last episode was a few weeks ago. Uh, Michigan concluded their uh, season with a loss to Villanova. And now we're picking back up where things are into football season now. And Michigan is on a trip to France. And that's where they've been for at least a week now. So um, they've had some paintball wars. And Michigan has won some other wars with uh, recruiting in the past couple of days. They picked up a few commitments. Um, those are just commitments, so um, that's what they'll stay until someone signs their letter of intent. So I wouldn't get too wrapped up in the on the recruitment cycle right now. Um, that maybe a little bit later in the season. Um, so we're, we'll talk more about recruiting. But for right now, um, today we're going to talk um, a little bit of positions, position battles. Um, we're also going to talk um, Shea Patterson as well because that's kind of on everyone's mind. So um, I'll give you my take on Shea Patterson. But uh, at first, uh, what's what's your kind of take on Shea Patterson as far as, uh, as uh, QB and uh, the things that you've been, I guess, seeing from him and uh, others about him? Um, my take on it, uh, it's definitely going to be Shea season. I know uh, right now Michigan has a very – heated, like you do every year, a very heated quarterback competition when it comes down to Shea, obviously, being the transfer. And then, you know, Peters and then, you know, Joe Milton, you know, making a big step. You know, everyone's really liking Joe Milton to assume that position, you know, sooner than later. And, of course, you always got McCaffrey back there and all that. So, of course, our, our quarterback position is in the heated battle right now, but I'm I'm pretty sure you know. Once you know, once the season starts, uh, I expect uh, Shea to be back there. You know, taking over the uh, quarterback position for Michigan. You know, going into Notre Dame and all that, and then doing what he did when he was at Ole Miss. You know, you know he really didn't have much to work with, but you know he he was he was a good recruit, uh, good recruiting quarterback, and you know he put up numbers at Ole Miss. You know, he brings another element. To Michigan that Michigan really never really had, you know, and that's uh, running. And um, it, you know, we we talked on this multiple times, you know, on and off, on and off the air. Uh, you know, all that will come into play and will be successful if Michigan can, you know, sustain if our old line can, you know, protect our quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, the all line is I've kind of said it since Shea Patterson has been not eligible, like him approaching to be um the news that he was going to be eligible or not. <clears throat> I've said that um I thought that the all line didn't have to be really, you know, perfect or anything like that, but it couldn't get any worse than it was last year and the year before. No. So I mean, um there's only one way to go is up for the O line and mm-hmm. um I think what I've seen from the O line is um a lot, a lot different, and that kind of brings us into our topic of position battles. Um, on the O line, um, I'm kind of seeing uh, Beatty, Juwan Bushel Beatty on the left tackle, uh, Cesar Ruiz at the center, and then the guards are Bradison and Anwaneu, and then I, and that right tackle is uh, John Runyon. So uh, last year we kind of seen uh, Nolan Aluzio at the right tackle position. Mm-hmm. And as well as Bushel Beatty, and then 
Um, obviously, he still had Cole there, and he still had Kugler there. So those two guys are um, not there anymore. Um, and so Cole is in the NFL now, um, drafted by the Cardinals. Shout out to him. Um, but um, their offensive line is going to look a little bit different, and I think it it's uh, it's going to look a little bit better than it was last year. But like I said, it can't get any worse than it was last year. Um, right. So with, with with Shea Patterson, um, the things I've been seeing from him, he's making some throws that Michigan's QBs didn't couldn't couldn't really make in the past couple of years, um, like from Spate and Alcorn. Um, even and even Brandon Peters, um, but I can't really brand, blame Brandon Peters too much because he hadn't really had that much time. Um, but maybe if he had started last year as a starting starting quarterback, maybe. Um, but Shea Patterson's kind of like he, he's making some throws that we did, we really haven't seen from other other quarterbacks um, at Michigan, and they're not they're definitely not difficult throws, but they are, are you- those that we haven't really seen. So. Um, I don't think Shea Patterson has got to be perfect either, but he's going to get a real good test against Notre Dame the first first game of the season. Whether um, if you want to say Notre Dame's lost a lot, um, you can, but they always seem to be good. And play, plus, they're playing at home the first game of the season. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. Um, are I, you are you seeing him? Are you seeing him make throws like throws like when Jake Rudock was the transfer the first year on the Harbaugh? Well, um, the thing with the difference between Jake Rudock and, and uh, I mean, they're obviously Jake Rudock and Jay Patterson different, play different quarterbacks, but I can see oh, what yeah, your question absolutely. is. Is um, I think Jay Patterson, um, he's making the throws that Rudock was making at the end of the season, but Jay Patterson is making them all season at Ole Miss. But, I mean, obviously Jay Patterson has some, had some uh, – you know, mistakes where he is throwing interceptions and, and things of that nature. And um, some people yeah. were some people were impressed with Shea Patterson, and other people were not impressed because he threw a lot of interceptions um, at Ole Miss. But I think his good outweighed his bad, and like as definitely outweighed his bad. Um, so there's no question mm-hmm. there. But I um, I think he, with Shea, Shea, he's got wide receivers around him now at Michigan. Yeah, that are really, really, really talented. So he doesn't mm-hmm. have to, you know. And he's got two tight ends. I mean, yeah. you know, he's he's gonna have Nick Eubanks back as well. Um, he's gonna have a lot of guys around him that are gonna help him out. And as long as the wide receivers and tight ends can, you know, execute and make plays, then I, I don't understand. I don't see why uh, Michigan really uh, can't win ten, ten plus games this year. Um, as long as uh, those those things are because I know the defense is going to be where it needs to be. I mean, yeah, defense is going to be up there again. It may be better how, than last year. I mean, it seems like yeah, every how, year they got better. Yeah, how can it not be better better than it was each year? Because if you got Don Brown there, um, exactly. and even Don Brown was quoted as saying that he he has a first unit, second unit, and maybe even third defensive unit. And I was thinking that's pretty crazy to have a third defensive unit in college football. But you look at Alabama. Alabama succeeds with seven, eight-man rotations down there, and they yep. are able to get guys in, in and out, in and out, and that's why you see those mm-hmm. guys succeed at the NFL because they're always playing, they're always getting snaps. So, um, yep. yeah, I think I think Shea Patterson um, is probably going to start next year. Um, but do you do you think that 
you should, we should, as fans should say, all right, as much anticipation, as much anticipation it was building up to Shea Patterson being eligible, do you think Michigan fans should say, hey, here, just just automatically give Shea Patterson the job, or should you think there should be like a, a you know a QB competition between Milton and Peters and McCaffrey? Um, I would, as a Michigan fan coming coming from myself, I would like to say, you know, let, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. And, you know, I I understand this whole hype with Shea and all this, but I mean, this kid's been out of football for a year. Um, we don't know what our whole line is going to be like. Um, you know, Joe Milton is obviously improving in spring ball. I expect him to take the keys sooner than later. Uh, that could be from Shea next season. Uh, I mean, but I feel like there there's going to be – there's always going to be competition in, in our quarterback division. I just feel like. I mean, you've got a lot of, a lot of talented guys there. I mean – Exactly. Guys that were, you know, highly recruited and everything like that. Um, but I, I, I think, like, as, as much as the whole line – okay, here's my take. As bad as the whole line was last year, it can't get any, can't get any worse. The only way it can no, go with it can't. And that's, and that's the same with the quarterback position. It, I mean, because had, we had three different guys last year trying to – they were playing last year. So you had three quarterbacks mm-hmm. playing throughout the whole season. So – I don't see that being the case this year. <clears throat> so, I mean, you're going to have some more consistency at the quarterback level. And and right. that's why – I think that's why Shea Patterson came in. I mean, I think it would be almost crazy for him not to start at quarterback next year. But I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, you know, just give him, give him the reins. Uh, I, right. No, I agree. Start I mean, QB. I think- I've been seeing good things coming out of, you know, spring ball from Joe Milton. They're, uh, Jim Hoss, Jim, I think Jim Harwell said, you know, he really likes this game. He's been improving every, uh, every day at practice. So, I mean, the thing I with Joe Milton is that he's so – he's so, I think his – you know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to say it like, I know what you mean. His, like his potential is like – he's a lot of – really a lot of potential and uh, his – his skill set's really, I think it's off the chart. And um, I think that he could, he's he's going to be able to play quarterback at the next level. I mean, at maybe at the next level in the NFL, but for sure, I think he could be the next starting quarterback at Michigan in the, in the future. Um, once Shea, Pat, Shea Patterson leaves, I think um, next year it's really wide open for Joe Milton. Sure. Um you know he's gonna have to battle with uh, Brandon Peters, and we we kind of thought Brandon Peters was gonna be this guy that uh, um, was just gonna blow people away and everything like that. He was a highly talented recruit. I think he was the um, he was the second pro quarterback, pro style quarterback behind Shea Patterson in that 2016 class. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were in the same class, and um, I, I can't really put every all the blame on Brandon Peters. Um, the offensive line was just um, atrocious, and Mich- Michigan lacked execution last year. Yep. Um, they just lacked it at most levels and most most position groups. And um, it didn't really help Brandon Peters out, a guy that was uh, trying to get acclimated with the offense and his offensive line right. breaking down. So, I mean, yeah, first year, for essentially a first-year guy and your offensive line's breaking down, and um, that doesn't exactly. really help you at all. And then he ends up getting no, hurt, it and it doesn't. So, yeah. um, no, I know what you well, mean. 
Yeah, the thing I like the thing I like with Shea Patterson is he's able to break break down plays. He's able mm-hmm. to create if he needs to, and that's something that we haven't really seen since probably Denard Robinson and Gardner. So yeah, um, exactly. It's gonna it's uh, yeah. definitely gonna be a new offense. Yeah, and uh, I think that Michigan's new strength coaches had definitely helping Ben Herbert. Um, getting these guys to be stronger rather than quicker. Because if Jim Harbaugh wants, you know, Jim Harbaugh likes to, you know, run between the tackles and, you know, punch the ball um, into the defense. Well, you know, he needs strong offensive linemen. Um, Getting guys out on sweeps and stuff like that. I mean, you got athletic offensive linemen for that, but I think he needs to get guys that are strong and, um, push people out of the way for, you know, Patterson to make plays. Um, Patterson's just got to be smart next year. He's yeah. sort of starting quarterback, so. Uh, exactly. I mean, I expect, I expect him, you know, obviously, you know, you know, there's going to be a, there's going to be a wacky play, you know, where he throws an interception and all that. But, you know, I, I just want to see him, you know, be consistent, you know, run the offense to uh, basically to a T and, you know, that's, I'm hoping that our offense this year is a lot better than we did last year, especially in the red zone. That's all I want. Coming from Shea Patterson. Well, you can't really get worse than they did last year in the red zone either. So, um, well, no, I mean, you can, but still wasn't as good. You know, you, or, no, oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, last year, you can't get any worse than you got last year. So, the only, only way is to, is to go up. I don't think it can get any worse than it was last year. Um, right. I don't. I don't think so. Do you think so? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, with the talent that they have coming in, it's all just like I said. I always say it's about execution, and um, you do lose. <clears throat> you do lose Clint Hill. I mean, he was the guy that you know get down in the red zone and you punch the ball in. But um, mm-hmm. I guess you got you know Ben Mason that can take all that load um, as well. Um, he's he'll be coming off an injury though. Um, I think he suffered yep. a. A minor injury, a minor setback, so he'll be back in time for uh, probably, I would say, this summer, I would I'd imagine. So, um, we got uh, Tariq Black coming back. Yeah, Tariq Black's coming back. Um, a lot of talent all over the field for Michigan next year. Um, they do lose Mo Hurst, obviously, and that's a, uh, a big, you know, I guess, thing that they lose. But they, I think they only lose one starter on defense, I think, because um, they bring back Chase Winovich. So they only lose one starter on defense. Um, I think they lost on one starter on offense, I believe, because um, I don't really know what constitutes a starter because you lose John O'Corn. I mean, yes, John O'Corn did start, but, I mean, it wasn't really a, yeah, a starting job. Man. And uh, obviously you lose Wilton State, but, I mean, Man. you know, I don't really constitute those starters, I guess. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, you can technically count them as starters, but you know, they contribute. I don't as much. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they they contributed. That's that's what we call them. You guys are contributors. Yeah, they're contributors rather than starters because a starter contributes and starts, and a contributor just contributes even if he. Does start, but a starter usually makes more of an impact than 
a contributor. It's not kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but <laughs> it, it is definitely yeah. kind of weird. But it, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah. Right? So that's that, that's why I don't really constitute as spate as really a starter because he transferred. All corn was and all that really just got it. Michigan had to plug yeah. in because they didn't really have another person there. And O'Corn did better than uh, better than he better than most fans probably thought he could do. Um, and he Michigan was a quarterback or in a few plays went away from winning a few games last year that they could have won. So um, yeah. I just don't understand. A lot of people are saying. Um, I mean, obviously, there's not really a lot of positives to take away from last year because it's an eight and five season, but. If Michigan was a couple quarter, a couple plays and a, a quarterback away from winning, you know, ten games or eleven games last year, then then and they don't lose much last year on this year on defense. They lose one guy, Amal Hurst. They should, he shouldn't be that much to replace, um, even though he's great. But mm-hmm. you bring in you bring in Shea Patterson, and there's your guy that you your, your quarterback um, that you've wanted, and he gives the opportunities to win games, so um, that there's your your problem solver. At first, you know, on a surface, that he's your problem solver at quarterback, and to get you to ten wins at least. So yeah. um, it's gonna it's gonna come down to that. So Michigan was only a couple couple plays away, and uh, just got to execute. You know. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a this is definitely a big year for Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I, I don't know how you know it's going to turn out, but I feel like this is definitely a big year, you know, with all the hype comes from Shea, and you know, in the last few years, you know, we've been you know we've been sitting right in the middle, that third and fourth place finish, you know, but once they brought Harbaugh in, you know, we thought you know everyone thought you know Michigan was going to be at the top, but you know that still hasn't factored in yet. But I feel like you know we're getting. We're getting closer with all with these players that Harbaugh is bringing in, and the coaching staff. I mean, don't get me wrong; the coaching staff is going to change from year to year. I understand that. Yeah. But uh, we're. I just feel like we're getting closer. I feel like this year is probably the biggest year, and I feel like it's going to be pressure on Harbaugh to you know finally get over the hump of finally you know beating. Ohio State beating Michigan State again, uh, and then you know obviously making it to the Big Ten championship. Yeah, um, those are realistic realistic expectations for Michigan, and each year they they're not impossible to achieve. And Harbaugh's been relatively close to getting to to those uh, marks. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not like he's completely way far away from it. Um, and a lot of the thing comes down to just the last few plays and just executing. Um, I know Michigan was on the bat end some some calls last year, but you can't really, I guess, you can't blame that on on the outcomes of the game. But um, you know, right. a lot of things didn't a lot of things didn't really go Michigan's way last year, um, and they did deal with injuries last year as well. Um, you know, get three different quarter three different quarterbacks play in the position last year, and and you lost Tariq Black, which um, obviously you still have talent at the wide receiver spot, but you have more talent coming in in, uh, in next year. And uh, that game, it's Michigan doesn't really have any time to, you know, because usually most most 
teams will have that, you know, few non-conference games where they're just, you know, like Alabama will play just a whatever school, and they'll just blow them out. Well, Michigan doesn't really really have that that, uh, chance to do that. They face Notre Dame on the road next year. Um, And just like Jim Harbaugh's first year, he faced Utah on the road his first year with with a new quarterback, with a new quarterback, Jake Rudock, um, against Utah on the road. And Jake Rudock, I think, threw a few interceptions in that game. And I really don't want to see that happen with Shea Patterson. That's he's a, he's got Harbaugh's got a new quarterback. And if, if Shea Patterson does start, he would be a new quarterback in Jim Harbaugh's fourth year. And on the road, and I mean, I don't know Utah's not. Yeah, I know. I know Utah's not really. That you can't really compare it to Notre Dame's environment, but still, it's on the road. It's first game of the season. It's, and, it's still on the road. I mean, you travel. You know, obviously going from mm-hmm. from the Midwest to the West, you lose a couple hours of of time and all that. So I can understand that. But I know, I know what you're saying. You know, new quarterback going into a hostile environment, playing at night. You know, Shea has never he's he's played in Alabama, Ole Miss games, but he's never felt the magnitude of a Michigan Notre Dame game or or a Michigan mm-hmm. Ohio State game. Obviously, you know. Yeah. And Ole Miss doesn't really have that rivalry game. I mean, I don't really – they don't have that no. type of game. No, I, I, so, I know what you mean. I, I, I find it – kind of, I'm going to find it interesting to see how well he performs um, or how well Brandon Peters performs. And I, I don't think – as much as I like Joe Milton, Joe Milton's great, and I think he's got all the tools to succeed at Michigan next year or in the future. Um but I think that Joe Bilton should just take the red shirt, and because uh, you still have McCaffrey, you still have McCaffrey there, and you have Brandon Peters, the guys that have known that playbook for, you know, years. It just comes down to Michigan's offensive line help him out a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, um, it, that's and being consistent at it. You know, um, Notre Dame did lose um, some stuff on offense, um, on defense last year, so. Mm-hmm. Um, or this year, the coming of the season. And I know they don't bring Justin Adams back either as well. Um, I know they lost a few defensive backs as well. I they don't, don't know uh, their names. They don't bring back uh, I, uh, Emmanuel St. Brown or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. His, his uh, brother plays for USC, but uh, yep. uh, there. Notre, Dame's, Notre Dame's kind of like us. They're going through a transaction. Obviously, they play with, like, four different quarterbacks last year. You know, it was mostly Josh Adams running the ball. Well, do you, you think know, he's uh, going to play? I've heard some reports that he, he might not even be under center next year. Ooh. It might be somebody else. Josh Adams, it might be it might be somebody else. It might not be at – or not at Josh Adams. Uh, uh, Brandon Wimbush. It might be – Brandon Wimbush. It, it might not be Brandon Wimbush. It might be somebody else, so. Uh, yeah, uh, I just know they – I mean, I could see it being someone else. I mean, last year their 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 quarterbacks were just like our quarterbacks. I mean, they struggled. But mm-hmm. I mean, they had they had Josh Adams lean on. You know, he was putting up Heisman numbers, and you know, but of course, our team was injured, and you know, we had played like four different old line, you know, combinations. You know, we we were just you know struggling as a team last year. Yeah, 
and the defense definitely couldn't overcompensate for what the offense mm-hmm. couldn't do last year. Um, the offensive line, like you said, it just had holes in it, and um, defenses that were aggressive took advantage of, of that, and uh, and you saw Michigan's quarterbacks, they couldn't even throw for uh, 10 touchdowns last year. So, um, you know, the red zone efficiency wasn't great either last year. Um, it was probably one of the worst in NCAA last year. Definitely, definitely the worst. Yeah, definitely the worst in the Big Ten. But I, like I said, all those things, I just don't see them getting any worse next next year. Um, no, and like you said, I know to go up. Yeah, and as much as I, as much as I think Shea Patterson is, you know, he's a great great quarterback, and he's got he's got a really athletic, got all the tools to win win games at Michigan next year, ten plus games. I don't. I think you you just got to see whether he, what what he's going to bring to the table. I mean, it's different to sit there and you know talk about it, but um, get out there and perform and execute. Um, it just comes down to execution. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I I think he can do it, um, but he's going to get a really oh. good test against Notre Dame. So he can actually do it. I mean, he's he's going to be he's going to be battle tested. I feel like this whole year, you know, he was off for a year, so I feel like he's going to be battle tested this whole year. Especially the Big Ten. Once Big Ten play comes, you know, against Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State, you know, cream of the cop, uh, cream of the crop of the Big Ten. He's gonna be, he's gonna be battle tested. I, and I want to see him to be mentally tough, and, you know, and not make, not falter, not, not make mistakes, you know. Hmm. I think, I think what you, what you're looking at is. Um, if he comes out in that Notre Dame game, Notre Dame game and just just plays out of his mind and it just has an amazing game and with a few hiccups, then you better look out for for uh, the other teams in Big Ten. Better look out for for Michigan next year because um, I don't. If he has a great game, I don't know if he's going to look back. But um, he's got to be able to you know turn it the other way if he has a bad game. And that Notre Dame game is going to be a really good test because. You know, Michigan loses that Notre Dame game and runs the table next year and gets, you know, 11 wins, 10 wins, then, you know, you're talking a good opportunity to play in the Big Ten Championship next year. Um, mm-hmm. So with whether it be with um, Patterson or Peters or um, maybe McCaffrey. Um, yeah. So we're still a while away from September. Um, there's a lot of change that's going to be happening. Uh, I don't really wouldn't read too much into the pra- practice reports. Um, I know those practice reports probably mean mean a little bit more than now that Patterson's eligible. But I honestly wouldn't read too much into the, into the practice reports right now. I maybe wait till you know at least you know June or July maybe. Mm-hmm. You know then then you're only a couple months away from the season. Then it's starting to get into hey, it's starting to establish things a little bit more. But right now it's kind of just uh, getting guys uh, getting getting better at the things that they weren't so good at last year, which really is to me is the offensive line. So um. exactly, I mean, you know, like you said, you know, things ain't going to get worse than last year. You know, things are things are only going to improve and go up from here. And I expect that to happen. Like I expect Michigan's offense to put up numbers like they did. The first year, like I feel like the, I feel like I feel their offense being at the top 
you know, scoring points. And then, you know, obviously our defense doing what our defense does best, not just making plays. Yeah, the defense is going to be really athletic next year. I just have just had this feeling. I woke up with this feeling one day. I was like, man, I think Michigan's defense next year is going to be just really athletic on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to deal with San Juan Barkley anymore. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Thank God. With or JT Barry. Like, Thank God. Well, and I don't. They don't really. The only running backs that they see next year obviously are J.K. Dobbins and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Those two guys are going to have to deal with. Um, but you don't have to deal with um, San Juan Barkley anymore. And are you going to, for Michigan State, are you going to have, uh, are you going to have uh, L.J. Scott do, do, every, do everything? Because they lost Holmes and they lost London. So uh, L.J. Scott's only back back there. So are you going gonna to have him run 40 times a game? I mean, They'll probably just use a quarterback like they did last year. Oh, I I just I know I understand how they do that, but I mean you got those two guys trying to beat you every single game. I mean, um, yeah. I'm sure it'll work for the most part, but I mean, I mean LJ Scott's gonna have to beat you that many times during a game. I, I would take that nine times out of ten. Uh, yeah, I would do. You know, I know Michigan got beat beat by him. You know, last year, the last past couple of years. Um, but you know, if he's running the ball. <laughs> 35, 40 times a game, um, then I'll take that every day. So, um, yeah, you know, and they also don't have to deal with uh, JT Barrett, who was always a thorn, but they lost to a backup quarterback who destroyed them just as bad as JT Barrett last year. Well, Michigan's defense, defense, Michigan's defense was good. Well, I, yeah, I think they will, but I, I think people were. Uh, including myself, we were like, "Oh, Michigan's defense is just great, and they they never missed on a, a beat." And that was kind of really the farthest thing from the truth because they they uh, you know they, they got they got tired. Quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and they got tired as well. Well, that's just Don Brown's defense for you. I don't think he's going to change oh, yeah. the defense for. He's not going to change the defense for anybody. So. Oh no, I I don't I wouldn't. I mean, I mean, it's been his. It's been his go-to. I mean, it's been what made him who he is. And that's why I feel like with the new uh, strength and conditioning coach they brought in from Arkansas, Ben Herbert, I feel like, you know, Michigan's defense is going to be ready. They're not going to get tired. They're going to be conditioned well. And then they're going to be ready for the full, for the full, full game from kickoff to when the clock says zero. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. I'm just interested. My my eyes are just completely on the offense and see what the offense does. Um, yeah. And I, I think the defense will take care of itself. But I'm just interested to see what what will happen with the offense. That's where my eyes are really at, just to mm-hmm. see what's changed, what hasn't changed. Um, and I'll, the first thing, the very first thing is I'm going to be looking at in that first series against Notre Dame is I'm going to be looking at how well the offensive line protects for Patterson or Peters. Um, right. So, unless something, unless McCaffrey makes a huge jump and jumps both those, I don't see it happening. I mean, I think Milton could because of his athleticism, but I don't think Harbaugh is going to have Joe Milton start over Patterson or Peters. I think that would be kind of like, well, then why did you bring Shea Patterson in? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. No, I have a feeling 
I expect to see number twenty out there or number two out there. Yeah, um, I I definitely do too. So uh, like I said, that's the first thing I'm going to be looking at is that is that first series um, set the tone in a, in an environment that is going to be obviously hostile. They haven't played since what 2013, 14, Myra. I think, 15, I think it was. So I thought you said out. No, they didn't play. They didn't play fifteen. I don't think. Oh, they don't. Okay. So you're probably. I think they played two. I think they played two thousand thirteen or fourteen because I thought they played. Obviously, Brady Hoke's last year. I think. I think they they played that last year. Michigan got beat pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember now. I think Michigan got beat like twenty eight nothing or something like that or twenty eight. I I think. Um. So they took all like they took a few years off um, after that, and it might have been 2013 because I know that they played that um, that the biggest uh, largest largest uh, college football game, mm-hmm. stadium wise or record wise. Um, I'm gonna look that up real quick, okay. but um, Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, um, it seems, seems about right. Last meeting, yeah, they did play 2014. Notre Dame won 31 nothing. Is what I was, yeah, I was remembering. Yeah. That's the last last time they played. Um, so um, was it at Notre Dame or was it at Michigan? Oh, that was in North South Bend. So they they playing South South Bend two years. Not two years in a row, but I mean, I guess two consecutive years, if you want to call it that. I guess. Um, yeah. And then this is a, this is a serious history from dating back to I guess 2000. We'll go down to 2009, I guess, because that seems kind of a little bit doesn't seem too far away. Michigan won from 2009, 2010, 2011. Um, 2011 was that uh, that game that I believe that was. Uh, the big, largest, largest uh, stadium or largest crowd in stadium history, I think, at the Big House. Mm-hmm. And then um, Michigan lost to Notre Dame in South Bend on, in 2012, but that was vacated. So I guess call Michigan winner now. Uh, 2013, um, obviously Michigan won that game, and then 2014, last time they played Notre Dame, just kind of really. Beat Michigan up, but Michigan was not a great, not a great team that year. No, they were they were they were on their way of going through changes. Yeah, that was Brady Hoke's last year, so. Yeah. Old Brady Hoke went eleven and one first year. Woo! We're okay, I'm sorry. World. I'm sorry, it was 2013. That was, 2013 that was the biggest biggest crowd there. 2013. 2013, okay. Uh, was, was that the first one under the lights? I'm pretty sure it was. Um, but I know the one that was the Royal Roundtree one was the 35-31 one, pretty sure. Oh, the one the one where I said, oh, Michigan lost, and then it came back? <laughs> that was, Yeah, that was the one that was the first under the lights one in 2011, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That was the first one that was under the lights yeah, that was okay. the one that was under the lights in Notre Dame. Or it was in Ann Arbor that that year. Um, yeah, I remember then, that. I, I think I stopped watching the game. 
Yeah, <laughs> right, round three. Yeah. <laughs> you stayed up to watch the game, you said? I think that I think that's the game I recall. Like I was, I was bad during the whole game, and I didn't watch it at all because, or I didn't end up watching most of it because they were losing, and then all of a sudden, you know, they made this miraculous comeback. So I think it was one of those games. Maybe it was one with Denard Robinson. I don't know. It was probably that game where they threw the ball to Ray Roundtree in the end zone. And, uh, junior Hemingway. Who is now a Michigan coach? Yep. He's kind of old now. He looks kind of older now, but... Uh, hey, he'll have... He'll have it. He'll have Steve Sarkis... Or not Steve Sarkis, but uh, Jim McElwain, you know, getting those receivers ready. Um, yeah, what's your take on Jim McElwain being the wide receivers coach? Do you think that is... Uh, I think it's I good. Just, as long as he only coaches the wide receivers... But I feel like yeah. I know we touched. I, I I know I I know we talked about this, you know, in our last couple of episodes. But I feel like Jim McAway. I feel like at some point he's going to be moved into the offensive position as a coach. I would I would imagine that that would be be the case uh, um, for him to do that. And this is my opinion. I really think that. Uh, Jim McElwain working with the QBs instead of Pat Hamilton is better. Jim McElwain mm-hmm. won a won a national championship with working As with QBs. As an coordinator, uh, quarter, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was the quarterback coach in 2012 or 13 when Alabama won it, and yep. Um, so if you look at that, I mean. Um, I don't know if it's 2012 or 13 because I think it might have been a Colorado State. Uh, I think it was. I think it was long. I think it was before, before that. that. Yeah, 2009, maybe okay. 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I I would prefer him working with the QBs, but he, the thing that you the thing that you lose with that is um, a lot of these the, the quarterbacks that have been there. They you know Brandon Peters has built a rapport with uh, with Pep Hamilton. Um, same with McCaffrey. Um, I know Joe Milton's probably going to redshirt this, so he isn't really. I mean, he's not going to be. He's not. I don't think he's going to play next year. Um, and then the Pattersons, um, the guy that's got to build a relationship with Pep Hamilton and, and McElwain, um, because I think um, McElwain, I think McElwain's probably doing more than he he's led on to believe. Then he's just coaching the wide mm-hmm. receivers. Um, but I would rather see McElwain move into that. Position sooner than later, like you, like you. Right. Um, so uh, he was he was the quarterback coach at Bama uh, from 2008 to 2011. Okay. Uh, he was the quarterback they, offense coordinator. And they won the national championship there in 2009, right? Yes. 2010. Yep. 2010. He beat Texas. Yeah. Yep. Did the Texas Longhorns in that game? I remember that game. Mm-hmm. 2009, 2011. Yep. Yep. So I mean, if you know he's going to lend some you know advice to Pat Hamilton about things, then I don't think that'd be bad. I mean, I know Pat Hamilton's got NFL experience, um, but right. Besides that, besides that, I, I I did hear a lot of a lot of bad and good things about Pat Hamilton. Pat Hamilton, like he uh, 
didn't really wasn't able to gain that form that good relationship with his quarterback um, the past couple years or when he was been at Michigan. So we'll see if see if uh, McElwain can um, do that if he's a, the, working with the QBs in the next few years. I would imagine that he did, he comes into Michigan not just a wide receivers coach. I think that doesn't doesn't really fall under his experience. I don't think. Uh, no, it doesn't. But I mean, like I said, I feel like you know, at some point, you know, he'll move into a different role. You know, that's it. That's if you know another school doesn't come calling. But you know, that's that's always bound to happen. You know, there always there's always going to be these these schools who want. Who want to coach, and they're going to look at you know obviously McElwain's resume, and you know say oh he's won national championships you know while as a position coach at Bama you know he's coached Florida, he's turned Colorado State around you know to where they were a nine ten win team you know so but I feel like if he stays you know then he he's going to move into that position as offense coordinator. Oh yeah, I think that would be. That would be ideal, and maybe have Pep Hamilton work with just be the passing game coordinator next year, and uh, mm-hmm. and or, and or um, you know just work strictly with uh, QBs. I think Pep Hamilton just working with the QBs, and then you know McElwain being the offensive coordinator and having Jim Harbaugh, I guess, still technically technically calling the plays because he's been improving the plays since you know, since he's got to Michigan. So whatever whatever plays are, you know, drawn up, he's going to have the final say on those plays. So um, look at, you look at Jim McElwain at Florida, he, his offenses were not that great. I mean. <laughs> no, they weren't. So, and so, yeah, I mean, he can't um, really. There's just, it's just like our situation. I mean, he's gone through so many quarterbacks being suspended or injured. Or transferred. I mean, so but I mean, what is he, well, the quarterbacks he's had? He's had like what? I know he's had the he had Zaire last year, right? And then he has had yeah. Will Greer. Yeah, he's had Will Greer. Greer. Will Greer who transferred to West Virginia. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, you know, Zaire. Uh, he had uh, who started last year for him? That rookie or that freshman quarterback? Oh my gosh! I, I don't. I, he's had a couple of guys, and I can't think of their names. I know. Uh, I know. Um, he was at when he was at Florida. He had a couple of guys that were there, and I don't remember. I can't think of their names for the life of me. But um, he's probably went through more quarterbacks than Michigan has, but also he's probably went through more quarterbacks in a longer period of time. Um, because that happens at college. I mean, it, you really? don't just have have one quarterback stay for. Um, you know, four years always. Um, you have multiple guys that are rotating in and out. And if you look at Alabama, they do that a lot. Um, okay, so look at, all right. So they had Malik Malik there, uh, Felipe Franks, uh, Luke Felipe Del Rio. Frank, yeah, yeah, Luke Del Rio. Luke Del that was Rio. the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, Luke Del Rio. I mean, he had a. He had a good year a year before, then he got injured and then after that they were like, Nope. <laughs> same with same with uh same with Will Greer. And Will Greer. Will but Greer he ended up, up I think he ended up 
he he uh, ended up getting busted for some some uh, some P PED or something like that. Typical Florida player. No, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I went out of that situation. I wasn't. I you know you only read what you hear about. So right out of our jurisdiction. We don't care. He's at West Virginia now. Right. He looks like a looks like a guy that plays you play at West. He Virginia. looks like a mountain. <laughs> he looks like a mountaineer. He does. Now he does. When he was at when he was at Florida, he didn't look like that at all. But um, no. you know. Well, yeah. So yeah, so. He's, he's had he had, he had, he's had multiple quarterbacks too. Yeah, I think he's a smart offensive-minded coach. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Michigan's got um, some turnover again as well. Um, right now they're in they're in France and uh, they're. Yeah, they're they'll be on their way back to Ann Arbor, and I think once they get back to Ann Arbor, I think um, they're gonna resume business and uh, and uh, get back to back to business, get back to football because when they're in France right now, they're not practicing, they're <clears throat> they're not doing any of that stuff like they did. Remember they had last year they when they were in there they were in Italy, they practiced, you know, full yep. practice thing. Well, they're not doing that in France this year. They're I guess they're bonding more and they are. Um, getting things back to where they would want to, because um, they do they do have a lot of new faces, and I don't um, I don't yeah. think I've seen Jim Mac Jim McElwain, and I don't see a lot of his faces, and I didn't see his face in uh, France in the uh, videos. I didn't really. I don't know, he maybe he's, he's there. He just out of the spotlight. He's very short. Don't, don't, don't even say. Don't even say. Don't even say. No, that's our guy now. We gotta like him. <laughs> stay away from the stay away from the sharks. <laughs> Get away from the sharks. I should post uh, a, I should post that, something on I should post a thing on Twitter and say Jim McElwain right now and have him like, you know <laughs> Fishing for Sharks. Shark chat fishing for sharks. Now it, I mean uh, someone tell Quinn Nordine people people from Michigan do wear sleeves. People do what, oh, I didn't I didn't say that. I I, I think uh, I think he tweeted a picture or something like after the paintball wars and like his arms are all beat up and he's like people from Grand Rapids don't wear sleeves or something like that. I was like, man, he's kind of crazy. He's crazy. He's kind of bold for doing that. He's crazy. That, yeah. Hey. That's, yeah, that's gonna hurt. Paintball's fun. Well, maybe maybe no. Ben Ben Herbert toughen them up. <laughs> all right, ain't no one wearing shirts or pads or nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely bold, bold move. They had a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of players over there. They had the full team, as far as I think. I did see a few players that I don't think made the trip. I, I think Brad Hawkins. I don't think I've seen Brad Hawkins over there because I think I've seen him on Instagram. Uh, just he wasn't, he wasn't in, in France. So maybe, I think there may have been a few players that didn't make the trip, but I, for whatever reason, I don't right. know why, but. Um, yeah, well, they didn't. but I mean, still majority there. You know, they were fun. You know, I watched a little, watched a little clips of Marty Smith of Sports Center. You know, having fun with Michigan, Michigan kids out there. You know, they're having fun. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about it's about bonding for them and uh, just exactly. you know getting that team camaraderie around it and uh, form, forming and uh, forming that brotherhood, I guess. But once they get back to Arna, Ann Arbor, I think they need to. Get back to work and uh, the, get back to the default, get back football. to football. Yeah, get back to football and um, 
and practicing and just, uh, I mean, because this year's a big year for them, and every year's a big year, but uh, this year's going to be... I feel be, like uh, there's, more pressure. <laughs> there's more pressure on this year. Well, I mean, yes and no. Like, I, you know, I think we talked I talked about that previously, um, where there's a little bit more pressure on Jim Harbaugh to win, but given all the success from the other um, programs, they're not programs, uh, departments or sports, I guess you want to, what you say, in, uh, for Michigan. Um, well, yeah, they, their baseball team, their, their wrestling, their – I mean, Michigan sports are always good, but it seems like this past year that they've – all been excelling like at the highest level they can mm-hmm. so maybe that doesn't put much pressure on michigan maybe that lets them fly under the radar a little bit i'd rather have them fly under the radar because they always seem like well they always put michigan in the top 10 or the top whatever top five and it's like i don't know if michigan each year has been i don't know if they have been deemed worthy of those top 10 rankings um because they they haven't won, you know, the games they should have won. Right. So um, I think them flying under the radar is a little bit better, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of weird to say. It's kind of weird to say Michigan flying under the radar. <laughs> As, because it is. It's Michigan. They're blue blood program, or you know, mm-hmm. especially in the football program. Yeah. So I don't like I said. I don't think there's a lot more pressure on Jim Harbaugh to win, but I think there is there is a little bit more pressure on Jim Harbaugh to win, beat at least Michigan State and uh, obviously Ohio State. At least, at least, well, I mean, the thing I mean, with being Ohio State, he should have won one already. But I know, I understand, I understand that. And the thing with Ohio State is that no, no Michigan coach in the past. Three coaches have be, has beaten Ohio State. I think they've only beat Ohio State once, and that was when Luke Fickle was there. So, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. But I think just Michigan getting beating Michigan State will. I think that will satisfy some people because Michigan. I don't think Michigan has any business losing to Michigan State, but it's no. my opinion. So, no, they don't. Uh, yeah, so this is a long, a long season, long off season. We're in May right now. Yes, so we are. We've we got what three, four, four months left to the season. So I think once that three yeah. month mark hit, hit, three month mark hits, at three, yeah, well, we'll get into three months, um, and we we'll only have a month left to wait. I think um, then that's when things are getting really down to crunch time. So. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a lot more things to talk about in the season, but it's going to wrap us up for today. Um, as always, I'm Mike from the MT Sports Show. And I'm Tyler. As always, it's Go Blue. Go Blue. <clears throat>